we have two aldermen in the studio from the 4th Ward, Representative Lamont Robinson, and from the 48th Ward, Timmy Knudsen is here as well. You are, I have heard, Lamont Robinson, someone who could take my job. You're a former DJ? You know, I, uh, on Apple Music, I am. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I used I have, to do that. I yeah. used to be, um, if you go back a thousand years, I think, I, I was a air personality disc jockey in Chicago. I love music. And uh, I, I'll tell you, and, and this, the job that I currently have and the job that uh, I will have, uh, it is an absolute stress reliever. What kind of music? I like house music. I, I grew up in Chatham, so I grew up in the city of Chicago. I love jazz. I love hip-hop. I love gospel, so it's a mix of all of those, mm-hmm. and so uh, different genres, and sometimes I mix them together. And Timmy, you founded a pro bono practice with your law firm representing LGBTQ plus applicants and, in the news now, people that are looking for asylum. Yeah, and you know, I'll note on that front that Lamont and I are each the first LGBTQ representatives from our wards, and that's quite significant. That is significant, yeah. actually. So, Tunney is gone, and Keppelman's, how many are there now uh, LGBTQ plus representatives in the city of Chicago? There's nine, Steve, which is quite extraordinary because it makes us, Block Club this week called it the gayest city council (laughs) in the United States of America. And we're very proud of that. I mean, think about that. A lot of progress has been made to get us to this point. Okay. So since you have the microphone, Timmy, why the heck do you want to be alderman? Well, you are now, but why? And and for you, it occurred in sort of an odd way. Yeah, you know, I was appointed, so I got a little bit of a head start, appointed back in September, and um, I really got to know the position while I was campaigning, fighting to keep it. I love the job. You know, as a people person who came from the private sector, mostly in innovation space, I worked with startup companies, I feel like there's so much potential for the city, for our wards, how we run our ward offices. Um, And that's just an exciting thing, you know, looking at these offices a little bit like startups. How do we innovate our offices to get more done for our constituents? And that's what our office is working a lot on right now. Uh, Lamont Robinson, same question for you. I mean, here you are a state rep, right? A state rep! And now an alderman? Well, that's kind of a mini-mayor. It absolutely is. Uh, As a state rep, uh, look, we appropriate uh, money, uh, we amend laws, we make new laws, uh, but as it relates to really getting into, uh, I'll call it the weeds of city services, economic development, public safety, education, uh, I thought that it was time for me to uh, take my experience as a state rep, as an educator. Uh, I spent eight years at City College of Chicago teaching entrepreneurship, uh, business marketing, business management. I'm also a 15-year uh, Allstate insurance agent. And so taking those experiences to the city uh, that is in really uh, in need of great leadership. Our city's at a crossroads. And so uh, I'm excited about not only uh, uh, my friend to the right of me, but the other new members that are coming in with the experience experiences that they have. Our city is in need, again, of new leadership. And you don't mean the philosophical right, I assume. So, yes, new leadership will be there. I mean, I don't recall. It's like 40% or near that. Yep. Well, is that about right of aldermen that will be, so, that'll be new correct. aldermen, right? So is that a good thing? Is that not? And we have a new mayor coming in at the same time who, frankly, doesn't have mayoral experience. I'd, again, maybe not a bad thing, but he doesn't. 
You know, I think I think changes of leadership, that 40 percent of city council being new, that presents an incredible opportunity. I'm someone who truly believes as leadership changes, that opens doors, that opens doors for people that haven't been represented in that way in the past. And it opens doors for innovation. There's a wide diversity of skill sets on council. You know, we've we've got a pastor coming in. We've got Lamont, who's a current state rep. Um, it's really exciting, these skill sets coming together and also us acknowledging this op- this unique opportunity we have with the shift in council is something that we can't take lightly. And, you know, our constituents are going to hold us accountable to that every day because a lot of us ran on that. Um, so that keeps us energized. Lamont, do you have a comment on that? I, I would absolutely agree. Again, our city has been at a crossroads. It absolutely needs new leadership. And uh, the voters uh, have stated that uh, with ushering in uh, the new mayor, Brandon Johnson, uh, that, uh, look, uh, we need to have uh, a new leadership and we need to also think out of the box. Uh, We know that we have a public safety uh, crisis in Chicago. We cannot absolutely go back to the 90s of locking up folks. We have to look at ways to be able to make sure that our city is safe and that it stays uh, one of the best uh, cities in the country. All right. You mentioned public safety, and I don't think uh, in any ward, of which there are 50, any of the aldermen ran, even those few that ran unopposed, talked about public safety. Uh, In the mayoral race, it was by far the number one issue. You both represent very different parts of the city. Uh, Representative Robinson, I think that the fourth ward might be the largest and one of the most, if not the most populous and one of the most diverse in the city. Uh, You follow Sophia King, who ran for mayor. Uh, Am I right about your ward, first of all? And secondly, is indeed public safety number one as far as the issues go? And what do you, where do you stand? What, What do we need to do? We're clearly not doing enough. Well, you're absolutely correct. Uh, the fourth ward uh, goes as far south as 53rd Street, Hyde Park, uh, Kenwood, where our, our uh, former president uh, lives, uh, which uh, Barack Obama, which I've is the, the yeah. highest concentration <laughs> of mansions in the city of Chicago. Uh, you got uh, uh, North Kenwood, you got Bronzeville, uh, you have the South Loop, the Loop, and then over to Printer's Row, and uh, high net worth, uh, middle class, low income. So a very, very diverse ward. And I'll tell you, the number one issue is absolutely public safety. And again, what I said earlier, we have to think about out-of-the-box approaches to public safety. We cannot go back to the 90s. Uh, and so our city is at a crossroad, which is why I believe uh, that with Brandon Johnson uh, and Timmy and our other colleagues that are new, uh, that, again, our city needs us to be able to usher in a new day and fix the issues that we're having in our city. And I think that we absolutely can do it. All right, so a part of your ward is a part of a part of the city that was impacted, uh, was it four weeks ago, by the weekend violence? I don't know what else to call it. Uh, and Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson, who's been in the seat Timmy's actually sitting in, uh, several times before he uh, earned mayor of Chicago, said, in no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront Uh, This weekend, because when he said it, it was this weekend, it is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Uh, And as it happened, then I see Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman! Award-winning actor Morgan Freeman. He was on CNN talking to Don Lemon, 
who at that time was still with CNN, uh, saying that's just an excuse. There's no, there is no excuse for that kind of behavior. There is no excuse. I don't care what race you are. I'm putting in words in Morgan Freeman's mouth. But this is the essence of what he said. He said parents need to be responsible for their children. He said there's no excuse. What do, what do you think? Well, look, uh, first of all, I think that we, and I'm going to ask your viewers uh, to keep uh, the uh, family and uh, and their thoughts and their prayers. Uh, we lost a member of our community. We yes. lost uh, Officer Preston, uh, which is extremely sad. And so, again, I think to your viewers and all of us, we have to keep that family in our thoughts and our prayers, uh, first and foremost. But uh, to your point, uh, absolutely, we need to hold these cam- these parents uh, accountable. How? Um, we need to hold them accountable, uh, first of all, within our public schools, uh, making sure that uh, they have the education and the resources they need uh, to make sure that, number one, they know where their kids are. Uh, and we need to make sh- we need to maybe go back to having truancy tru- officers. Uh, we need to also go back to having community policing and making sure that we know who our, our police officers are. I'm, we, stopping, we, we, I'm stopping you because go, what go you ahead. just said is newsworthy. You think we should have truancy officers to hold the parents legally responsible. I've had a variety of people talking to me, and I had all the mayoral candidates at one point to ask them all the same question. Why aren't we holding the parents responsible? And legally, our own Karen Conti, who's an attorney, has explained, well, that's a difficult thing to do legally. However, what you say could make it happen. Well, look, again, it goes back to that we have to look at this from a mere different ways. Uh, We have to look at it uh, from what is going on in these parents' lives. Uh, what resources that do they need to be able to be better parents? Uh, and that starts in preschool. Uh, and so we need to focus in on that. We need to uh, utilize the resources that we have at the state level and the federal level to give folks the resources that they need. This is a problem that we've been having, um, but we have not been able to establish what is the direct connect to our kids, not being able to have places to be able to be kids in their own communities, open gyms, uh, before, after school programs, uh, jobs for our youth. We have to be able to look at those uh, uh, items uh, as it relates to safety in the city of Chicago. All right. We have several texts, and I do mean lots of text, asking this question, what about giving police the authority to do what they need to do, which they clearly feel they don't have. We are talking to a variety of Chicago aldermen or aldermen-to-be, I suppose, alderman-elect. I'm not quite sure of the uh, terminology for that. Representative uh, Lamont Robinson, Timmy Knudsen, uh, uh, Lamont Robinson, 4th Ward, Timmy Knudsen, 48th Ward, and Angela Clay is now in studio. Angela, how are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, you are the most important person here. No way. You are. I'll tell you why. Tell me. You happen to be my alderman. I know. I know. I know. know. Did y'all know that? No. No, and these guys are saying under their breath, oh, God, how lucky (laughs) I am. I love it. I appreciate this opportunity. I appreciate you being a great neighbor, and I'm so I'm ecstatic to work with you in the next four years. Well, the same here. We were talking, first of all, explain 
why it is you were a community activist up in Uptown for yeah. many, many years. Uh, 46 Ward is Uptown in Lakeview. Why did you decide, hey, I'm going to be the alderman? I, the alderman that had been there was retiring. Yeah. I think you were in a field of 112 people that were running, <laughs> it seems. So, a mini mayor's yeah, race, it was. Yeah, it was a mini mayor's it race. Was. Yeah. yeah. No, um, the journey started years ago. I first... Uh, was introduced to activism at my high school. So my family goes back in my ward 80 years. And so I became a mom at the height of COVID. And then if there's any parents listening to this, you understand that your priorities shift. It goes into what are we doing about our future, about our innocent babies. Um, and so when I was in high school, I started a cohort in Chicago public schools called Voices of Youth in Chicago Education. It is still being ran to this day to curb the dropout rate in CPS. Um, I then went on to just continuously ask questions and, and show up for people. The 46th Ward has a history of showing up for our neighbors and fighting for what's right all over the city. And so I think I just was born into it. Four years ago, I ran for this race and we came within 300 votes of actually making the runoff. Um, so the work continued. It just got harder throughout COVID. And so we had to learn how to pivot, still show up for our neighbors. And I think that played a large role in why people were uh, supportive of our campaign. So. so Great. And congratulations to you and to all of you. But before the break, uh, I was talking about and we were talking about uh, public safety and how police feel that, you know, I can't do anything about it. And there are some laws that restrict them now that weren't there four years ago. But there's also a philosophy and a fear from the police officers I know that if I do this, I'm going to end up on a video and lose my job. And, and by all means, police don't always do the right thing. I, but I'd argue most do most of the time. Uh, so I'll just go down the row. Uh, and we were talking to you about it anyway, uh, Lamont, so I'll let you go first. Well, uh, again, uh the ushering in a new mayor, a new council, uh, I believe our city is going to move in the right direction. Uh, I, I believe that we all support uh, our police officers uh, that uh, risk their lives every day. I mentioned to your viewers that we absolutely need to make sure that we keep the falling officer in our thoughts and our prayers. Uh, but again, uh, we need to make sure that we bring uh, resources back uh, to the communities that have been uh, uh, at the height of uh, violence. And I believe that we'll be able to do that with this administration and this new council that's coming in. And so I would ask your viewers uh, that uh, that they give us time to be able to do that. Uh, I know that we're in a, a tricky situation right now with the recent events, but I absolutely believe that we will get there. Uh, we've gotten ourselves into this, uh, and it has taken years, uh, and it's going to take us some time to be able to get our city uh, back on the right track and back uh, to being one of the greatest cities. That's also a, a great place to live where people feel as though they can be safe. Timmy? Yeah, you know, I'll add, too, the fact that there will be a new incoming police superintendent. This is massive. This affects strategy down the line of how officer, our officers in our districts organize their people. You know, I campaigned on community policing. My community believes in community policing. They want to know who the officers are on their streets, and they want their officers to know who they are. Absolutely. The kind of humanization element, and we're doing a lot of kind of meet and greet, get to know yes mm -hmm. in the ward that I think is so vital. In order to do that, you know, we need to make sure that um, there's a structure in place where officers get off the desk and that there's enough officers out there 
to have successful community policing to fill our beats. And and as Paul Vallis had talked about, that's actually part of the issue, uh, that there just simply aren't enough bodies, there aren't enough police officers. Uh, Angela. Yeah, so I, if you have ever heard me talk about public safety, you've heard about my relationship with a beat cop growing up. His name was Officer Foote. He got out of his car, got to know the community, got to actually engage with young people. And I think that that is wanted on all sides of this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to this new empowering communities for public safety that we have coming into this administration and to help all of our wards be that bridge between our police officers who are putting their lives on the line every single day for our safety. And we also want to make sure that we are building meaningful relationships so that we can get to some of these root causes of why people are even committing crimes in the first place. Indeed. And homelessness is part of the issue. We have about three minutes to go, just so you guys know. So I want to talk about that. It is relevant for all of you, I'd argue, particularly historically and currently uh, in the 46th Ward. Absolutely. I think uh, I tell everybody if it happens in the 46th Ward, it can happen anywhere in the city. Honestly, we are kind of the epicenter of what happens when you don't offer proper resources to your neighbors when you don't offer equitable resources to your neighbors right our ward has encompassed single room occupancies up into the governor's mansion and every type of housing stock in between and so what i want to do is i really want to take care of our houseless neighbors because again it started in our communities but we are getting migrants that are coming into our city in every single ward that now is going to be looking for how do we solve this together? And I think that we can do it. I think we need to honestly have a conversation about affordable housing all across the city and not just in certain spaces. I think we need to do something about our shelter system, right? Mm -hmm. Really providing equitable shelter and not just for individuals, for our families. We have 20,000 students in CPS that are currently couch to couch or house to house. You brought up lots of issues there and we just don't have time for all of them. But homelessness. uh Yeah. You know, I would say one thing Angela mentioned that's so key is SROs, you know, single residency occupied housing. It it can be viewed as this transitional space. They're very nice in Chicago Mm -hmm. due to a lot of organizations that do good work there. We have a few historic ones in the 40. Third Ward, and what well, I'll say: some are nice, and some are rat-infested, bedbug-infested. I've been, so I know. And that's the problem when you when we bring these into the public conversation, then we start to get the nice ones because mm-hmm. people want to invest. They look into the tax incentives for investing. Mm-hmm. Our homelessness problem in the city is only going to be um, improved through sustained revenue sources. You know, we had an influx of money during the pandemic that went to our houseless neighbors. We need to figure out creative ways to sustain that type of support. And I think that's where, you know, we've all got to sit down to make sure it's a healthy, diversified um, revenue source going into it. Lamont, I'm going to change gears just a little bit because we have about 30 seconds. Give me one sentence about what your goal would be and then each of you down the line. My goal will be economic development. I think economic development uh, will be the catalyst for change in my community uh, and getting people uh, jobs. uh, It will also create a safe community where people are out and walking. So that is going to be uh, number one on my list for the fourth war. Timmy? 
I think it's a great one. I start. I come from the startup world. Chicago is a perfect hub for startups to come compared to other cities. I thinking about innovation. We've got to innovate as an environmentally friendly city. We're on this great lake. Our city could be down the line this great lake migration I would point. Love to talk to you more about that. I wish <laughs> I got a piece of legislation in work, Steve. Okay. So I'll come Angela, back. Angela, ten seconds. Ten seconds. Big goals are to create safe spaces for our young people and our elders. Making sure that we have transparency around huge projects of development and redefine the drive and third but last but not least making sure that we have housing stock for all of our neighbors you owe me about 10 seconds back angela clay <laughs> representative lamont robinson timmy knutson thank you all